Sweet, we're in. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the Base Free Podcast. I'm Craig Harriman. I'm here with Simon Jones. Morning. And Adam Harriman. What's up? You may know. Good at rowing. Love very, it. very good at rowing. <sighs> um, we've got two sponsors for today's show. Today's show is brought to you by um, Boone Coffee in collaboration with Aeropress, who have very kindly provided us with fuel for the show. Adam doesn't drink coffee. What? So we sit in there like a... A little. Oh, that is new information for me. <laughs> with his Adam sponsored by Masafi. Masafi. Yeah. Hey, that's and then our, our second sponsor is uh, Freedom Pizza. You can get 100 germs off your first Freedom Pizza if you use the discount code BASE3100. Oh, hey. That's not true. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> they keep asking and they might give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I checked with um, the marketing manager of Freedom Pizza and he said I could say that. So. Oh, I don't know if we're actually going to get free pizza, but sure. we'll see. Um, so today's we've just we're we're kind of in the <clears throat> post open depression of everything sore. We're really tired from working out really hard for five weeks, and we thought it'd be a good time to do a recap of the 2019 CrossFit Open. Um, I had a great time with it in the gym. It was fun to see everybody doing the Open in the gym. It's always fun to see people doing their first Open or veterans of the game doing their fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth open. Um, I think there's been nine, right? 2011 was the first one. I've done nine. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been nine open. So if you've done ten, well done. Um, That's weird. Just to think about it, you're like, oh, yeah. nine years. Yeah. So I remember the first one we did was yeah, 2010 was a sectional, and then 2011 we started going to regionals and the open started. Right. So 2011 we did at um, at Life Spark when it was in the school still. And the workout that had the overhead squat, uh, the bar facing burpee, overhead squat at 60 kilos, and then ring muscle, the one we had to do in Saffa Park, because there wasn't anywhere to hang rings high enough to do muscle up. So we hung them up on a pull-up frame in Saffa Park. Yeah. 2011. Where the sports come from. Exactly. Um, CrossFit OG. Now in the UAE, we'll go through this later, we've got two, four, six, eight residents of the U have qualified for the CrossFit Games already. Which we'll um, we'll go through in a second, but like to go from what it's come to to what it is in nine years is, is pretty amazing. Putting out nine games, and some of them are a bit controversial, just in terms of the whole national champion thing. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, um, we almost had Saham, one of our girls, came second in Palestine, so she almost punched a game ticket, which is quite funny because Saham will tell us, oh, she doesn't have bar muscle ups, really struggling with chest bar workout, isn't quite a games caliber athlete, but very nearly qualified for the game. So it's changed her scope a lot. To, um, October being a real opportunity now to take it seriously and put a lot of training into it because you have a legitimate shot now the game's changed and it's that's possible that's happened to a lot of people like, yeah people um, like even in the like masters categories and like 35 plus 40 plus they're all, yeah. they're all giving it a go yeah um, Dennis Katana's qualified for the games oh wow not surprising he's a he's a monster, he's a monster yeah. but for Moldova I won't mention what is been banned list for and weightlifting I think that should be looked into but another guy <laughs> called uh, Jean-Marc um, I don't know if you know him he came, came yeah, in for a week for a while. he's qualified for the games yeah, he's got a Mauritius citizenship so he was the fittest in Mauritius and was qualified for the games what be really interesting is that how many athletes are going to the games like, as national champions it sounds like over 100 oh it's 160 something male and female each oh yeah, 160 males, 160 females, national champions, uh, plus the 20 that won the actual games as well. Cross for the Olympics. Exactly. Actually, how are they going to sort all that out? Like, what are they going to do about my people? 
It'll be the room. Well, the stories are it'll be some sort of longer competition where early stage eliminators. So the, say yeah. they're taking up two hundred male and two hundred female. Maybe a hundred of those get cut in the first two days. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to the final weekend, it's the top twenty athletes yeah. or, or something like that. They do a very similar thing with the Italian showdown. Yeah. Three hundred athletes start on day one, oh. and then they eliminate down to a hundred after day one. Basically, that regionals. They used, to, they used to eliminate, like, uh, there was a minimum cutoff, so you could do three workouts. Yeah. And then if you didn't make it, then it was just, so, like, if there were, whatever, uh, 40 competitors by the week, like, by the last day, it would be two. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, 20. Okay. But, yeah, so that looks like that'll be what's going to happen at the Games, but that'll yet to be decided. Um, and then I like as well, I don't know if you've thought about it, but what, next season will look like they're moving the open to october so there's two this year and it'll stay in october moving forward and then the first sanctional event being after the open now changes things hugely because now you've had i think six sanctional events so far and now the open so six people have qualified and then there's all the back qualifying spots because people have now qualified from the open that's going to be very different next year because everybody will get their ticket from the open which is the highest seeding way to qualify for the games then the national championship and then moving to sanctional events. So the sanctional events become opportunities for those who haven't qualified yet and the guys who deserve their spots and then their spots from the games will already be pre-qualified. So what those events look like are going to change a lot. Too. Yeah, because a lot of it, like what you see now, is like, oh, I qualified in the open online qualifier and I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a national champion or I'm, I've just won a sanctioned event yeah. or all three. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, now what? So they can kind of pick and then it, does it like flow to the next person or what? Yeah, I saw in the, a hilarious post of um, uh, Jamie Green's training, uh, uh, her coach Odyssey, their program, they posted um, qualified unofficially because it's not confirmed yet. Jamie Green, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. And it's like she came fourth in the Open, first in New Zealand. So that's top 20 in the Open, first in New Zealand national champion. She came second at uh, Dubai, yep. so that will be backfield, and second at strength in depth. But I like how they were like unofficially qualified, yet she's got four tickets already pretty much from qualifying the game, so that's, that's amazing. So yeah, other athletes that have qualified from the UAE, Jamie Green, um, is that her third trip now? Yeah, third trip to the Games. That's not a surprise that she qualified. Very capable open athlete. Um, fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth including team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carmen Bosman's from NFI. First trip to the games, awesome. national champion. Um, I think now Mia's confirmed as well, based on her uh, South Africa second place in Cape Town. Fits in Cape Town. She came second and catch and qualified for the game. So now oh, she's wow. got a back full spot. So Mia's in Cape Town. Yeah, second place in Cape Town. Um, Elliot making his second trip back cool. to the game. Welcome back, national champion from the UK. So amazing. There's some that's quite a deep field in the UK now. Um, so. Awesome work for him to do, qualify that through the UK. And then uh, local champions, not confirmed, Mahmoud Shalan. Amazing to see Mahmoud like, make it to the Games yeah. after years and years and years of being super committed and very borderline, not quite making it to where he wanted to be, to now punch a Games tickets. Awesome. I'm sure everyone's rooting for him. And to represent him. And, exactly. And then Baha, also amazing uh, athletes and amazing things for female CrossFitters in the UAE. Um, is currently first, but um, Shahad, who is second, one more no, one point behind her, but there's a lot of 
non-MRIs that, and I did the same thing, I'm guilty of this too, that registers as UA sits on the leaderboard. I did it. Yeah, we all did it. But did. What, <laughs> what that means is we are now affecting the scores. But did you see who the top scores are? Like, like on the, at least I've seen the UA leaderboard for men. Matt Fraser on top. It's like the names are insane. They're all games athletes. For which one? UA here. Like Matt Fraser's on the top. Uh, yeah. So what do you mean? Like on the UAE leaderboard. Let me, try, let me pull up. What are you talking about, Simon? I'll pull it up here. But yeah, so the women's still undecided because if they do pull out all the other scores, scores then that will adjust the scoreboard. But it's looking like Baha or Shah qualifying for the UAE. And you need to get video submissions anyway as well. So not so confirmed from UAE that. men's leaderboard. So you can't see this right now, but Simon's like trying to show something on his phone. I'm determined. I'm pretty sure you're looking at the national champion leaderboard. Oh wait. Yeah, I think I think Simon's confused. Yeah, a little bit. We're saying UAE men. Because there's a gazillion in. Never mind. I redact that. Yeah, but that was super impressive for a second. That Matt Fraser won the UAE Open. (laughs) One more put. (laughs) (laughs) So again, like sending eight athletes from the UAE. That's amazing. I may have even missed a couple. Um, from any obscure nationalities that might have, uh, I might have overlooked, but that's pretty cool to see. Um, what we want to do now is we want to kind of break down our thoughts on each of the five open workouts compared to previous years and how we thought they went and then run through some interesting or impressive performances within the gym and then compare them to what the winning scores were just to give you guys an idea of the caliber of athletes doing these workouts. Um, so 19.1, Adam, being a rower, yeah, I didn't like this workout. I thought I would have done better, but... Being extremely tall and being a rower. But not doing CrossFit for a long time. I struggled on the wall balls. Oh, wall balls. Yeah. I'd like to point out that I beat Adam on this workout. Because you had my score to beat. Nah. Yeah, you did it there. I, I did altitude the day, two days before. I did altitude the day before I did it. Uh, yeah. Is it, like, well, when... I know we'll kind of start digging into it, but when did you two start doing it at the same time? Only the first week we did it. Okay. Because we started, we did head to heads on Fridays. Oh, right. yeah, that was yeah. a spontaneous thing that wasn't planned at all, but it ended up being quite fun. Um, but 19.1, you did on the Sunday. I did it on Monday because I was wrecked from altitude. So I did it on Monday. And I feel like that was my only one and done. But 19.1, I feel like was my best effort. Like I had a bit of a plan that I tried That's to stick plan. to. Yeah, um, I, I did better than I thought I would. I just like worked really hard on it and held a good rowing pace got like seven of my eight wall wall sets and broken. I just felt like that was the best one. The rest, I kind of had to manipulate my strategy a little bit to get a better score. Whereas that was just bang, done. That's the thing. Everyone's saying it's a good workout for tall people. It's not. It's a good workout for fit people. Easy movements. If, if like you got an move. engine. Yeah, exactly. It's an oh, engine. I mean, I did it with M. She just crushed yeah. it. <laughs> if you can keep moving, you don't yeah. have to be tall to grow fast. I get that it's helped, but... You don't need to be. Yeah, but all workouts are easy if you fit. Yeah, of course, but that one was like not gymnastic based. It wasn't like hard movements. It was just like I did. I did enjoy the uproar. People being like, "Oh, short people like struggling with nineteen point one." It's just like every single ninety. That's the first time there was ever a CrossFit workout that benefited being tall. Both movements. That was hundred percent a better workout if you were a taller person. If you were equal fitness. 90% 90% of all CrossFit workouts have an element where it favors shorter levers or shorter range of motion for sure. So, more. so because um, Ben Richards actually got the best score in the gym on that one, 
Um, and I think he got something like the fifth best score in the country. Absolutely insane score. Huh? Yeah, really good at wall balls, held a good pace on the row, like crushed it and didn't put his score in. Oh. What a mong, like absolute mong. Forgot to put his score in, would have had a really good open had he put the score in. So I took that one because I beat Adam by one rep. Two. Two reps. Beat Cookie by one. And beat Cookie by one. I was happy with that one. Cookie went after me as well. So to take Cookie on that one was impressive. Cookie didn't do the open. So I want to point out, I'm going to gloat now. This is the first time I've ever won the open Officially. in the gym. Officially won the open in the gym. Because Dave and Cookie weren't doing it. So I'm going to take it this year. By default, um, it's like getting a games ticket when you're the only person that can do muscle-ups. Hey, freedom Pizza. Freedom. 100. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> um, then on the girls' side, Fed put up um, 257, which was one rep more than Laura. Those was, there was a really close battle between those two, the whole Open. Um, and then the worldwide score. So Ben got 326, which is what? Just short of 10 rounds? Nine. Just, nine, just shot nine rounds. The top score in the world was 411 by a guy in Norway, Snore, I think his name is pronounced S-N-O-R-R-E, got the top score, 411 reps. Um, and that wasn't like a free, he's like a fit guy, he's been around, he's posted some other scores on similar workouts that are very good. Uh, and then Michaela Norman, who's a Dubai Fitness Championship athlete, um, did 366. So 40 reps more than what Ben got is the best score in our gym. On the ladies, got, and the ladies' calories weren't discounted. So obviously, a much harder workout for yeah. females to do. And she got 40 reps more than our fittest men's score. Nuts. Um, all right, moving on, 19.2. Oh, one thing I want to say on that one. No, I said that already. Females was, uh, it's harder for females to that workout than guys. Uh, moving on to 19.2, um, which was the repeat workout with the cleans, the double London toaster bar and the immediate uh, response from everyone was this was like, oh those weights are really heavy it's like dude you've got 75 toaster bars to do before that workout gets heavy so having done this workout before I, was, I like it when repeats come up because you've got data I'm, I'm big on um, having something recordable and tangible to try and improve on we've done this workout before it was 2016 it came up last time um, and I remember very, very specifically doing the work. I remember exactly where I stood, how I felt, what my strategy was. I remember exactly where I was stood in the gym when I did that workout. And I did the exact same thing that I did uh, that time, but in the next round. And it was literally, I died and clawed and fought my way to get through that one round. Because yeah, it, it was a four minute, four minute cut cutoff. I remember doing that too. And then I got into the next round and died, sat down for a minute, did singles on the toaster bar just to get to the, the next weight. And that's what I did at the 225 bar. This time I got to the set of two, whatever was the next weight. But obviously that's an extra 25 toaster bar. So that was 100 toaster bar in total. Anybody getting past that amount of toaster bar and able to do that work. Slight difference was you had eight minutes to complete it. So it put less stress on going fast with the start. So it allowed you to pace a little bit better. Um, but again, a good way to a good one to compare. How did you do on that one? I did worse. Worse? Did worse yeah. What have you guys been doing? No, I know you've had a knee injury and you're a rower. <laughs> Consistent injury. Consistent injury. Uh, no, it was okay. Like, I was happy that nothing hurt at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but the toaster bar got me. I just didn't have time or anything else. So what then, differently is that the time was obviously fast, but whenever it was before, it was. Four minutes and then four minutes with times eight. Yeah. I find it harder to pace this time. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I had eight minutes, I went yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But most of the time, <laughs> that I didn't have any time. Okay, next next time we'll do it, we'll do it with a four minute cutoff. <laughs> and then again, 
me, amazing, posting the best score in the gym. That was just pretty much no one else did it. Um, then, uh, and Laura for the girls this time, which was the second best score in the gym, taking Parker by one rep. Parker. Um, Fronin won that one, which everyone was super pumped to see. Yeah. Fronin pulled out a 16 10, which was nearly. Did you see his finish though? Which was nearly 50 seconds faster than. He didn't need that last four minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he almost didn't use the last four minutes exactly. Was it was his time? 16 16 10. 16 10. And then uh, Brooke Wells. Oh, uh, yeah. He got a few no, reps and stuff, right? So his points. So he was sub 16. Ah. And he, got and he got added a few seconds for, I think, some double unders or something like that. Was that what it was? Not standing up or something. Yeah, he got a couple of. So we're in on sixteen ten, and then he ended up being like one point behind Velma or something like that. He was a big jump margin ahead, and he ended up like one second ahead of Velma because he got a few no reps or something. <laughs> I didn't he know that. Was sub sixteen. Yeah, it was sixteen fifty eight. Uh, fifteen fifty eight. Yeah, love it. Adam got all facts. Yeah, great. nice. Uh, and then for the ladies' side, get this: Brookwells did it in fourteen twenty. Now, I think arguably it's a slightly easier workout for women on the loading. I think the weights were comparatively, if you're a top-level CrossFit athlete, male versus female, I think the women's weight was slightly more manageable, so moving a little bit quicker, so I'd expect to hire a faster time on the girls' side, but still 1420. That's insane. That's nuts. I had to ch- double, triple check that because that was an absolutely insane score. Um, anything else, 19.2? No, not for me, no. no. Pretty shocking amount of toaster bar, to be honest. That's going to be most people's hold up. Toaster bar would be the divider on that workout. Double unders as well, though. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have double unders, then it's a bunch of double unders in that workout, too. It's a lot for some people. And it's just everyone's immediate reaction was, oh, my God, this is so heavy. It's like, yeah, you've got a lot of work to do before it gets heavy. Don't worry about it. Don't even get the weights out for the next part. Yeah, I was scared about the other stuff. <laughs> I like to look at the memes that everyone's prepping for, like, the 300-pound clean. If they don't have toaster bar, that's the top of uh, okay, and then uh, 19.3 was the one with the uh, walking lunges, the step up, strict handstand push up into the uh, handstand walk. So, a couple of things. First time strict handstand push up come up, which I really liked. It was really good. I hate strict handstand push up. Anyone knows I'm terrible, but I really liked the strict handstand push up versus the weird kipping line formula. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the strict handstand push up should be here to stay. I think that solves a lot of problems in terms of judging and marking and whatever, whatever. The major downside to this was the scaled version of it. You allowed a five-inch deficit or a five-inch height um, as the scale, and you've still restricted handstand push-up. Like, I feel like the the scaled could have maybe been kipping handstand push-up, and there's still obviously the weird line thing or whatnot, but I think doing the kipping, even just the same standard hands in the box, yeah. um, maybe that so would have been a better option. handstand push-up with that bench to a bear crawl was quite, like, yeah, very different movements. 50 strict handstand push-up at five centimeters yeah. into a bear crawl. Right. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed as well because obviously handstand push-ups we've been working a lot and handstand walks we've been trying to practice, expecting them to come up and to have them after the strict handstand push-up and no one from the gym actually got to the, the handstand walk. So we never had to actually practice them. A lot of people were like, ah, handstand walks first would have been better. I really like the format of the workout. It was a, a single leg forward traveling movement into a stationary step-up movement, then the stationary pressing movement into an upside-down walking movement. I thought the format was pretty cool, aggressive time cap. Um, I didn't. I wasn't mad about that workout. I thought it was a pretty cool workout. I like the first part. The lunges and the step-ups got I found surprisingly hard. hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. And for a lot of people that either didn't have strict handstand push-up or didn't have many or are just stupid, it just became a race for the first part. Like me yeah. and you blitzed the first part and tried to race get the best split time as we can, which probably ruined our chance of doing many strict handstand push-up. Um, 
Parker was very close to finishing the strict handstand push-up. I think he got 143, uh, sorry, 43 strict handstand push-ups. Wow. Uh, and the Federica, after a couple of attempts, I think a second attempt, she managed to punch out. I think it was 28 or 30 strict handstand push-up, which is amazing. Um, Fraser's first win at this one, 727. And there was something ridiculous about it. Um, the speed at which, no, it wasn't, it was him. I was listening to something. He was saying that um, Paul Tremblay did the the strict handstand push-ups, did 36 handstand push-ups unbroken. Yeah, it was something ridiculous like that. And then went into it. And then, no surprise, Carrie Pierce winning it for the ladies, finishing that in 646. Very short athlete, very good at gymnastics, awesome on her hands, so the strict handstand push-ups wouldn't have been an issue. So strong athlete. Very strong athlete, so that weight and step-ups would have been nothing for her, and the handstand walk skill wouldn't be an issue at all. So, understandably, a very good workout for Carrie Pierce. Um, NFL's 19.3. 20 people got a strict handstand push-up. That's amazing. Yeah, 20 people in the gym got a strict handstand push-up. Um, 32 of the 68 people that signed up actually completed that workout RX. So whether that means they got a hands-on push-up or not, they just decided to go with the split time. Because this is an important one. It was a decision. Do you want to get a scaled, bigger workout or opt for the better score, get a faster split time? I think a lot of the workouts, that was a decision. Is That's always a decision, right? Is it I go scaled and get a better workout or I RX it and get a better score in the gym? And then, yeah, a few people ask me that in the gym, like, what should I do? I'm like, well, what's, what's your goal? Like, What's your goal? And what's the, um, how far off are you from doing the RX? If it's like, I'm going to do two minutes of work and stand there, probably do the scale version, get a slightly better workout in. But if you're going to get like half the work done, then give it a pop. So yeah. you got. And also, if there's a chance for you getting the movement again, like for the first time, like a handstand push up. Yeah, or, or the muscle up one is. Are you going to first muscle up, give it a shot? Because it normally opens always like the year first. Like, exactly. Yeah. My fiance, like, I think when Chester Bars and Toes came up uh, last year, it was the first time she managed to do it. It was great. Uh, 19 point. Four, this was the uh, power snatch burpee over bar. Three-minute break, first time that's ever happened. Sneaky. And Sneaky then uh, bar muscle up and burpee over bar. So the world scores for this were completely insane. Yeah. Um, in the gym, 22 people got a bar muscle up. It's amazing. I think we've got 20 people. There was a guy who was PTing the other day, and he trains during the day, so he doesn't really see people working out, and M was doing bar muscle ups. He was like, whoa, like... You've got to go here that can do that. I was like, dude, like 22 people in the gym did that workout RX. So, uh, and then 46 people, again, opted to do the workout RX versus taking the scale version of the workout and attempting the bar muscle-ups. Um, no surprises there. Parker being the only person in the gym to finish here. If you don't know who Parker is, Parker's the guy that can do 50 strict pull-ups. So him being able to complete the workout with bar muscle-ups. On his second attempt, managed to take off like yeah, he's got 50 strict pull-ups. What? <laughs> um, the gym record is 50 pull-ups. Parker did it strict. Um, but he did on his second attempt to like 40 seconds off his first attempt doing it. It was very impressive. Uh, Federico, being very good at gymnastics, was amazing. Um, got a score of 117. I'm not sure how many rounds. I think that was the last round. Um, a couple reps short. Maybe it was the burpees and a couple bar muscle-ups away from finishing that one. I liked that workout. It was awesome. It looked fun. It was good, yeah. The three-minute break between was the first time that's happened. It kind of separated the workout. And like you said, it, snow it lured everyone into this sense of go really hard in the first part because you get a three-minute break. And three minutes is not a long time to recover. Or just or just giving you as much time as possible to get through that second half. Yeah. Like just, yeah. just much more time. So 
oh my god, this is it burned. I remember just got through the first round, got to the bar, and went, oh. <laughs> The uh, the fastest men's score world right was Yonikoski did that in 8.06. He was five seconds faster than Matt Fraser doing that one. So 8.03, thinking the only person in our gym that finished it was Parker was 10.43, and then Yonikoski was two minutes and 40 seconds quicker than that. Yonikoski obviously uh, used to be a UAE-based athlete and is now back in his home country. Well, he's representing, he's qualified for he's in, Finland he's anyway. He's in Switzerland now. He's in Switzerland now, yeah. Um, both him and Emilio have qualified as games athletes, so that's pretty cool that's for those guys. And then Carrie Pierce again, obviously a heavy gymnastics bias with the uh, bar muscle ups and the burpees, did that in eight thirty four. Um, I watched, I saw like the first minute of a video the day. The way she was moving that bar as well, that weight was not heavy at all. Um, and then last one, nineteen point five. Um, this deserves a long pause. Thrusters and chest bars, obviously, like, it was kind of obvious what was going to happen. It was definitely going to be thrusters. Always is in the last workout. What the pairing... I was hesitant to say, yeah, it's going to be chest bars because I've done the bar muscle-ups the week before. So what was the scale going to be if those guys had done pull-ups um, and they end up being jumping pull-ups, which I think are... Which are fine to do in class as a workout, but as an open standard, I think they're just gay to put as an open standard movement because, yeah, it's six inches of the head, but people just do them really poorly because they're doing them fast. And I think the six inch standard makes, makes it very easy just to bounce yeah. the pull ups. So it's not that it's, it's a sloppy movement, it just creates a lot of poor movement pattern stuff. And it's almost encouraging people to be really reckless on the bar. So I don't like jumping pull ups in that environment. I think they're a great skill practice and they have a good carryover into practicing pull-ups because you can add some control. But doing that for time is kind of a bit of a dumb movement for me. So that was the first time in the Open this year where I was just like, yeah, I don't get why they would have done that that way. I feel like they could have, if they hadn't done bar muscle-ups the week before, they could have done chin-over-bar pull-ups on the scale version. That workout would have been a lot more accessible. So um, this one, I did one and done on this one. I can't remember why. Oh, because we had... Was that the brunch day? Yeah. Yeah, we had brunch. Earn your brunch. Earn the earn the brunch. I I you was didn't even do it, did you? I was really sore question, on Wednesday. Question: How good was that first beer? No, do I didn't do the workout before it. I I was so I was really sore from Wednesday. Yeah. Really sore. We did a lot of thrusters on Wednesday and prep for nineteen point five. Hindsight, maybe not a good idea. Sore on Friday, so couldn't do it. My legs were too sore. Ah. Then we went to brunch. I was terribly hungover on Saturday. Uh, don't tell Emily. And then Sunday was still too, recovering for it. So I won and done all opportunities on Monday. And I picked Emma from the airport, like 1 a.m. Monday night. It was like the worst circumstance ever. But I knew what Parker's time was. So that was my target. I had a couple guys in the country that I was trying to beat. So um, I ended up doing well on that one and got a 15, 16. How, how did you do that? I didn't. Okay. I'm just I'm, I'm quit by that point. Um, so I did a 15, 16, which ended up being the fastest score in the gym. 15, 16. That's awesome, mate. Matt Fraser did it in 6.53. Did you watch it? Nuts. Like, I watched it and it's like, I'm cool. Is he the only one who goes sub seven? Yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not sure. I don't know that actually. Send a tier on the day did like 7.30. He won it and not think anyone guy went sub seven. I'm not sure. I didn't show. That's a good point. That's crazy. Like 20 minutes or so notice, 30 minutes notice, I still posted that score. And then didn't do it again. Didn't redo it is enough. And then Laura pulling out a 17.03 on the ladies. Nice. Um... Mackenzie Flender, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name right, 1714, 
And I saw that as like, oh, is this going to be one where it's just like a weird score or it's not? And I, I didn't look at it. But she actually came fifth on 19.4 as well. So is a legit athlete. Very good at pull-ups, I'm guessing. She's got chest to bar and then the bar muscle-ups as well. So pull out 7.14. So only, what's that? Like 20, just over 20 seconds. So I had a Matt Fraser time on that. And obviously, it's not a repeat, but there was a comparison that could be made between your 18.5 score and your 19.5 score because... If you're that good, you can say, okay, in seven minutes, my score for 18.5 was 150 reps. So I can say, okay, in about 70 minutes, I can get through to the round of 15 in seven minutes and use that as a reference to base it off. And Matt Fraser won 18.5 and he got uh, 190-something reps in seven minutes at a slightly heavier thruster weight. So for him to go sub-seven on that workout, actually, you could have called that yeah, um, and and that would have been too too surprising. Um, but yeah, that so 68 people from the gym signed up for the Open. 40 of them completed four workouts. We ended up having 36 people finish the workout. Um, a bunch of people signed up and didn't do it. Lama, Diego. Um, and then having 36 people finish the Open is good. I would have hoped more people finish it. And I think there's just a couple of the bigger guys in the gym that haven't finished it. I think everyone did all the workouts, right? Just didn't put the scores up, which a lot of people didn't put the scores yeah, up. Yeah, a lot of people did the, did workout. the workouts, like you. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed doing a, a head-to-head with Adam. There was a real spontaneous thing. Um, it was literally on day the the second open workout on the day, like ten minutes before twelve. I was like, should we just do it now? And I was like, oh, let's make this a thing, like Instagram. Harry and Bros going head-to-head at, at twelve o'clock. If you're interested. Um, and that became a very cool thing. Yeah, so going head to head as a like an opener for it was fun for a couple of weeks. Would have been good if I was better. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> it, very CrossFit good. It definitely would be good if you were better. Um, better if you were gooder. And then uh, the if okay, another interesting thing is are you all familiar with Beyond the Whiteboard? If you're not familiar with Beyond the Whiteboard, go onto their Instagram page. And to scroll back until you find like they do a percentiles oh, yeah, for each yeah. workout, and oh, you can kind of see whereabouts you came as a percentile in the world. You can check on the games app if you've got the games app what your percentile was. But I think it's very cool they do a breakdown like a graph of like if you got this score, then you're here and blah blah blah. So go check that out. That's always fun. Um, the leaderboard. I might and I, I never post that. I'll send you. I did a custom leaderboard for base three so everyone can see it, uh, and it combines male and female scores, which I think makes it more fun. But check my facts because everything I just said about scoring and who came where and what might not be true. It's just kind of information I've pulled. And then the exciting thing is I really enjoyed doing the Open this time around, probably more so than I have in years. I don't know why. I just find it more fun. I think it was a bit more of a casual approach to the Open, which made it... You just throw now buddy. Exactly. Versus every other year, it's like, oh, if we do this, then there's a slim chance that we might make it to regionals as a team or yeah. something. So and I think there was a lot of like gaming that kind of went on, whereas now it's like, hey, we're just going to go hard and just yeah. that. <laughs> just go for it. So yeah. I'm looking forward to doing it again in October. And hopefully a lot of people that did it this time and enjoyed it will do it again. And a lot of people that didn't do it, that saw what was going on, will get more involved. And, uh, oh, and it's a sooner opportunity to see if you can improve on your Open 2019.1 versus the Open 2019.2 version. Gives you an opportunity to have another crack at it and see if you can improve. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
like we said before, it wasn't as busy as last year, like Friday. So we, did, like, we did last year on a Friday night and it was huge, right? We had lots of people. Yeah. It wasn't as busy this year, but the CrossFit was busy. Yeah, I feel like... It on, we had it on Sundays and CrossFit classes. Mm. And every class then, it was busy. I think it's, 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 one, it's a, it's a sense of urgency. It's like, I better get done now or else I've got one more day. There's also movements that people couldn't do that were... Practicing, practicing, practicing. Like, yeah, muscle up one. Yeah. Like, two guys, Kieran and Scott, they didn't have muscle ups when it came out, yet they still got muscle ups in the workout. So that was, that was awesome to see, like, practicing, taking a few days of practice and doing it on the Sunday or the Monday and getting the muscle ups or getting the toaster bar wraps and stuff like that. It was very good to see. And that's yeah. why I don't think the Fridays was that busy. People were practicing the movements. Yeah, yeah the movement, even Dublinders were finding Dublinders and try yeah. again on, yeah, on the Monday. That was, that was three weeks worth of skills. And the, um, and the other thing as well is there was a lot more people that were doing it kind of what I'd say casually that weren't going to do redos that just did it on the Sunday. So out of the 68 people that signed up, let's say half would just commit to doing it on the Sunday for the CrossFit class. So there wasn't as many people on the Friday. So no one, those, a lot of people weren't that interested in doing redo because they were just casual. So that made it busier on Sunday as well. So that was cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I think there was more people doing, definitely more people doing it on the Sunday with a redo on Monday than there was on the Friday for sure. Um, what was the other good rivalry? Uh, Brody and McMillan, that's always a fun yeah, story to follow along. They went head to head on the uh, muscle up one, yeah, yeah, and they would judge each other and went for it. And it's because it Chris good. didn't sign up this year, but McMillan took it again. I think someone's offered to um, to pay for Luke's membership for a year if he beats McMillan wow. in the open high stakes. for the last four years. And it still hasn't happened. So I'm going to like, I'm going to take Brody under my wing and train him. He went on holiday for the last week and didn't do the workout where well, I was pretty disappointed in that. Let me down there. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? Jason and Oliver. Yeah, two people who were very new to CrossFit, but still give it their all and push hard and wanted that rivalry and just push each other every time. Yeah, when you speak to one when the other wasn't around, yeah. it would always be like, yeah, he hasn't done this one yet, so I'm going to get ahead of him on the leaderboard. Oh, don't don't, don't, don't <coughs> tell him my score. Don't tell him my score. Um, but they're flatmates, that was quite funny to see them going on. And then a lot of kind of like the peripheral stuff, I kept <laughs> people being like, oh yeah, you're fourth on the leaderboard and fifth on the, and like trying to push into the top five and people, and it's so cool because it is so important to have something to aim for and a little bit of rivalry makes it more fun. And I think now that it's a less serious event and people are more focused on it being a community event within your gym, that's the exciting part of it. And I really love that element. It's just like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and beat this person. Oh, I want to try and beat this person. That makes it more fun versus, oh, in the world, I'm 2,752nd on this workout. It's just like, no one really cares about that. What happens is what you do in your gym with it. I didn't even check the global leaderboard. Yeah. I was, I was right. like, I was, for me, I was like, let's see how I'm doing in the gym. This and was my best year. But I think it's because it was 30% less people in the airport. Don't think so. Yeah, no, I think, definitely think so. Because only like 200 spots higher. There was a lot less people. And I, that's one thing I don't understand is a lot of, um, there was a lot less people participating in the open. And a lot of people I see on like affiliate leaderboards going, oh, it's not good. It's not this. It's what that. I think it's better. It's much better. It's, oh, it hasn't changed anything. It only affects potential regional athletes. And then there's no more regional, so it becomes a for a different reason. I still think it's a fun competition to do. It's a great way to get community in your gym, having a down and supporting everyone. For the majority, it's just something. Surprised as well that I I posted my first score, and I still was like, there was like fifty thousand people behind me mm -hmm. at the end of the open. 
Like well, I wasn't even near the bottom. Do you know what my favorite statistic for base three leaderboard is? Is you led beat you by one spot yeah. in the open. He was one spot ahead of you and you only put one score in. Yeah, <laughs> Another my second favorite statistic, Led, is Led's I like 19, led statistics. <laughs> my Led's 19.5 score, he averaged four reps per minute. I'm going to give him a really hard time about this. I was giving him a really hard time about this in a workout in class once I worked it out. So I'm going to train Led up for the Open. He should. He's got all champion. the movements. So he, can, he should be able to push harder. He's good enough to. But it's just more mental. I think he needs to work on that. October, Led. It's going to happen. Um, anything else, boys? I think we can, with what I've seen, we can make October... Something bigger. This is the teaser for October. It's open. Yeah, I want a hundred people in the gym sign up for it in October. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't sure how much fun it would be this time with the new changes, but it, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a lot of fun. Um, October will be better, and we'll put out more information on this between then and now. Um, there's other competitions as well. There's um, currently the Manila Throne. Did you program this year? Manila uh, Throwdown? No, no, no. Uh, ne- wait, Manila Throwdown? No, I know the Calice Games in Philippines. That's Neomatics programming, and I think Hinshaw's got something to do. But the last time you did the programming for the Manila Throwdown last year... We both did. Well, we did, but then I think you were the contact for it. It came through you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, then, so that's happening at the moment. If anyone's interested, there's an online qualifier happening for Manila Throwdown. Um, then there's Beach Throwdown next month. Then there's Aphrodite Games, which is a team one next month. And then there's one more happening soon. I have to check what I wrote down. But yeah, there's a basically it's like doing an open again. Um, we won't make it a part of class or part of programming. But if you enjoyed the open and you want to do something between now and the next open, these are very similar. So come speak to us if you want more information about getting involved in these opens. I'll be doing most of them. Performance guys, a lot of the performance guys have done most of them. If you want to do any of these online qualifiers, the most of them are like $10, $20. You get to do the same thing you do in the open, compare that to other people. If you want the practice of doing qualifier workouts, it's always a good opportunity to, to get some practice in for those because it's a slightly different environment. But that won't be a part of gym programming at all. But if you are interested, then let us know. Um, we'll, we'll give you some more information on those. Um, I think that's it. That's the open recap for 2019. You boys got anything else? It was fun. Sick. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, guys. See ya. Take care.